Manx Radio Podcasts, powered by Shaw. Women Today. Uh, well, this is our Post Show Women Today podcast. We've had a fascinating chat this afternoon with my studio guests all about Hop Tune, it being October 31st. Uh, I'm still joined by Ruby Bisco-Taylor from Bisky Brisht, and we've also got Katie King from Manx National Heritage, and we have James Franklin from Culture Vannon with us. Um, Laura, I wasn't party to this, and so I want to know, because you came in the studio when we came on air this afternoon and said, oh, you wouldn't believe the ghost stories we've just been chatting about. I need to know more. What, what were you saying that I didn't hear? Well, we got onto a lovely conversation <laughs> that terrified us all. So we've got goosebumps at the moment. Um, we were talking about ghost stories on the Isle of Man. So obviously we have a real legacy of mystery and magic. Um, and at this time, there's a lot of ghost stories going around. Ruby, I believe you're going on a ghost hunt this I evening. I am tonight in Castle Russian, yep. Yeah. Um, so Katie was telling us about some spooky goings on that might have happened in some of the Manx National Heritage sites. Yeah, I tell you what, it's terrifying working for Max National Heritage. <laughs> um, part of my job is to, um, I put on events and things like that around the site. So um, in recent years, I've put on a few events at Castle Russian. Now, obviously, everyone knows many of the, many ghost stories are connected with Castle Russian. And generally, we don't really talk about it because, you know, it's, it's, up, it's up to you to decide if ghosts are around and um, brilliantly Isle of Man ghost tours do their yeah. they do their tours but I thought I'd share one of my own ghost stories of yes, something that happened do. to me <laughs> so um, Castle Russian is a lovely place obviously but in the evenings when you're on your own it can be can be quite quite um, a daunting sort of building I suppose and um, we have a theatre group called Labyrinth so we um, when we rehearse for Castle Russian projects we're rehearsing in the evenings and then my actors leave at about I don't know half nine at night and then I have to lock up the castle on my own um, and I had done that every every rehearsal for I don't know six times seven times without any any problem whatsoever but then this one particular evening I was doing what I always do going up to castle i must say i don't have the gift or the sixth sense of anything i'm very much blase and don't notice anything around me so that's fine so i've never been scared really and then i was at the very very top of the castle um that's how you lock you lock from the top coming down and i just had this overwhelming sensation that i had to get out of the castle i can't explain it it was like i was being not physically pushed but I had to get out of that castle and I just remember sprinting down the spiral staircase just terrified like I was being chased although there was nothing behind me and there was nothing touching me and I ran all the way down to the castle locked the bottom door and just ran out of the castle and it wasn't until I actually physically left the confines of the castle that I could sort of breathe properly and I still don't know what that was but I've been terrified of that castle ever since. And then because I share that story, many people that used to work there or still work there like to tell me their story. So I now know way too much. <laughs> and all I'm going to say is I am... Um, I would never anymore go into the the wedding room. Actually, the the registry. Oh, so that's where at you night. felt it. No, no, because there's the stories people have told me about that wedding room. And when I go in there again at night, that to me is the most terrifying place. Um, and have one more story related to Margaret Quayne, if you want. Oh, yes, because yeah. we were talking about Margaret Quayne on the show and you can listen back on the On Demand if you missed it. So tell us the story about Margaret. So I mentioned um, our Labyrinth Theatre group. Mm-hmm. So we, in our first show that we were doing, we were talking about Margaret Quayne. So we had two characters in one of the upper um, rooms talking about Margaret Quayne and whether she would be found guilty of witchcraft or not. So it was a two double-hander. And the end of their scene, they had to blow out a candle 
and then plunge the room into darkness to sort of scare the audience. Um, so we were concerned about the fire alarm going off um, because of smoke. So we had de- deactivated the smoke alarm in that particular room, the sensor had gone. So we did that performance maybe six or seven times and then midway through the day, everything was going well. They blew out the candle and at exact exact point the fire alarm went off so we didn't know what to do the audience thought it was part of the play but they're right at the top of the castle so I, and I was leading the tour so I said oh right well we better leave and they if they kept thinking it was part of the play so as we left um the, there was a wedding on somewhere else the fire brigade came um but the alarm was actually going off in the in the wedding registry room it wasn't going off in the castle they're completely separate buildings um so they couldn't understand it you know so it wasn't our candle that set off this this um alarm anyway and the alarm kept going off every time we did that scene the alarm kept going off so in the end we had to turn the alarm off because the fiber gate kept coming and then it was le- the next day the actresses looked really sh- shook up and i said what why why are you shaking up was it did the fire alarm scare you and they said oh it's just that just before we did the scene we said come on margaret quain show us what you've made of so yeah it's a funny old place Oh my oh word! My yeah, there are. We were also saying beforehand there are definitely places and and sort of whether it's buildings or locations on the <coughs> island where you, sometimes you just feel a little bit uncomfortable. Mm. And uh, Ruby, you and I both were talking yeah, about a place, place, yeah, just sort of past Port Greenwich there, which we're not sure of the name of the area, but mm. um, that we both feel a little bit uncomfortable around and definitely. don't really driving through there is uh, yeah. really creepy. Yeah, it just feels a lock little the bit. Doors and yeah, out the window. I think I do pick up my pace a little <laughs> tiny bit as yeah. I go around that area. Um, uh, James, I can hear you coughing now. I was going to come to you. Are, you. are you able to talk? Is it okay? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, what do you make of this kind of thing? You seem like a very level-headed kind of guy. Do, would Thank Would you, you go along with the? Uh, <laughs> am I wrong? First of all, are you not very level-headed? <laughs> um, m- most of the time during work hours, yes. Yes. Okay. So, what do you think about the idea of ghost stories and the like? Do you Do you, do you think there's any sort of um, purchase in it? Do you think it's all nonsense or? Well, I like to uh, suspend judgment on them. Mm-hmm. I like to let them be. And so, I, I, as a degree, I did philosophy, actually, which was an awful lot about delving into truth and all this sort of stuff. And so I quite, I feel quite mature or grown up about my ideas of truth and reality to be quite relaxed about it. And mm-hmm. be like, well, I don't feel like I need to believe in certain truth one way or the other. And all these stories I quite like to allow within my idea of, reality to be honest which is a very pompous answer but uh, yeah I think so I think that was actually a very level headed answer and so I am going to stick with the suggestion that you are level headed Uh, Laura on the show yesterday um, we were talking a little bit about sort of stories that we've or or moments we've experienced in our lives that we find sort of very difficult to explain and I mentioned um, something that happened to me on air there was something you told me off air that we didn't actually get to mention but since you mentioned it to me something rather spooky has happened hasn't it yeah so again talking about that kind of the locations that you feel a bit scared um i was driving along the gansey road um maybe three or four years ago i'd been to my mum's in port st mary and it was the middle of winter so it was very dark it was relatively early evening maybe eight o'clock and as i switched my full beam headlights on i was just completely aware of a female presence wearing quite a distinctive outfit walking across the road 
at exactly the same time as my car was veering forward and um, we would have crossed paths and the I was just completely shocked and looked straight away in my back mirror. So you, you mirror. would have hit her? I would have hit her, but there was no kind of feeling or anything. I mean, it was such a split second. And I mean, I, I'm quite sceptical, although I love to indulge myself in a ghost story. So mm-hmm. I still can't say for sure, yes, I saw a ghost. But the I was just overwhelmed by it was a, a sense of a woman and she was there. And um, so, yeah, I, I would have hit her, looked in my rear wing wing screen and um nothing was there but I didn't it was just weird I kind of carried on driving and it was only about five minutes later that I thought that was really weird Mm -hmm. something happened there so um yeah and maybe it's just having had that experience every time I drive past it now it makes me think and I kind of get that shiver but um I'm quite open to the idea of seeing something but I think I prefer the idea of it than it actually happening to me <laughs> but there was apparently something a bit unusual on uh, sort of sim- in a similar area you were saying you found out before the show that there may well have been something that had happened there yeah I think one of was it UKT was saying, saying it's quite a the, well in fact it was the the fabulous ghost tours guys they talk quite a lot about road ghosts on the Isle of Man and that is a um, one of the areas they talk about road ghosts so and these are presumably people who've been involved in accidents, maybe or something. I assume or? so. Yeah, you'd have to speak. To, you have to speak to them. I just remember them telling a horrible, <laughs> a horrible story about when you drive along the mountain road at night on your own and you feel you feel like there's someone in the passenger seat. There probably is. <laughs> oh my word, that's horrible! I, I did have to come in there with a level head there and say, <laughs> if you were a ghost and you had the ability to to take yourself anywhere, wouldn't you just appear there rather than? getting in a car get a lift yeah. <laughs> yeah seems a bit too mortal doesn't it it does a little bit so. yeah just sort of sitting down beside someone in a yeah you'd fly really wouldn't you probably <laughs> would just sort of appear like you say uh, ruby what is this ghost tour that you're going on this evening i'm uh, going to the castle russian one so um i've been do a baby you still want to go having heard <laughs> I what do, you just I heard i love a good ghost story but we've been, we've got opted for the um the early one we're going at 6 p.m so i thought not Very too wise. threatening they're doing a 6 p.m 8 p.m and 10 p.m and i said there is no way i'm going there at 10 at night you know we'll be done by half 11 be so horrible so we're getting on the um 6 p.m so that'll be fun and you know it's it's really dark already so it is yeah definitely going to be petrified but be nice yeah good you can, you can sing to yourself as you go yes. it's fine <laughs> <laughs> that, that would completely freak everyone out yeah. uh, katie is she advised doing this no i think it's very brave of you no yeah. from my experience i've done the ghost that ghost tour i don't find that remotely scary because you're in a big group it's yeah. when you're on your own yeah. yeah and those stories come back to you that's when it's terrifying i have to say the thing that's still sticking in my head right now is not actually the ghost stories the fact that you had the responsibility of locking up castle russian from the top down that is amazing is it's it a lot like easier. Is it a it big sounds. iron skeleton key? Is Sadly that what you not, have? no. Oh. Well, we do have those keys, but mostly um, as you as you bolt the doors shut. Um, sorry, as you shut the doors, it's a bolt basically, yes. and then there's, it's got a master key on the on the main on the main ones. It's quite it's quite disappointing actually. Oh, I want it to be like a foot long, big, heavy key. That you <laughs> we have do to have them. We do have them, but they've you. been you know the, the bits you actually lock and secure an alarm there. Um, a little Yale key. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I've always found really scary is their uh, animals and how they can potentially pick yes, up. Yes, they react. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever had anything with, with Milo? Not with my dog, but actually a small child, yeah, in the studio where I used, I used to uh, live in a place that had a music studio downstairs, a very old Georgian building. Peter Kelly can tell you all about it. Again, it is a little feeling bit, down there. You do. <laughs> and I, I was down in the studio and uh, I had a friend of mine, Claire, was there with her son and she was doing some singing. And there's sort of, there's this, it's the basement has been turned into 
this studio it's his mm. music studio you know yeah, it, Ruby been, I think yeah. don't you and uh, so we there's sort of like a, a little area where we have the vocal booth and then there's a double door to create soundproofing through to what would be the, the engineer studio and there's just a glass window um, in these double doors so you can see through to the person that's singing. And it is very dark down there and it does feel a little bit uncomfortable late at night. Anyway, so we were down there and uh, Claire had uh, gone up to use the facilities upstairs. So I was there with her son and uh, her son was very young at the time. I think he was maybe about sort of maybe four years old or something. So we're sitting in the, the sort of uh, engineer's area and... All of a sudden, her son turned towards these glass windows, and I said it was quite dark, pointed (laughs) to something that he could see through the glass windows, half screamed and half cried, and just kept looking at me and pointing as if, can't you see this thing I'm looking at? It's not very nice. And I'm sort of sitting there thinking, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And the awful thing was, I couldn't bring myself to look. So this poor, I, sort of had a, I had a quick look and thought, but there's nothing there. And then immediately looked away thinking, if there is, I don't want to know what it is. <laughs> so yeah, and he only stopped crying when his mum came back downstairs. So actually, he could have just been saying, where's my mum? But, you know, he was four years old. And so he could have just said that. But well, no, he just he That's just an pointed. interesting area of Douglas, because that was the original sort of slum area of Douglas. There was a lot of overcrowding, oh. a lot of infant mortality um, in that area so right right before they built um, the lock prom and they they built victoria is it victoria street victoria road ah, yeah okay i suppose no, street victoria, victoria road. street um, oh well so, so it's probably okay. you're fine yeah. up victoria road fine. <laughs> but yeah that was genuinely quite terrifying and claire remembers it too and yeah she said when she came down he was very distressed and she didn't know oh. why so there you go yeah so isle of man lovely place to live <laughs> <laughs> don't have nightmares don't have nightmares exactly whatever you're doing this evening do have fun and uh, we will speak to you on the show tomorrow we've got plenty going on on the show tomorrow so do tune in thanks very much to my guests we've just been chatting with ruby Biscotello from Bisky Brisht, uh, with Katie King from Manx National Heritage and with Jane Franklin from Culture Vannon and Laura Gill who's a bit scared now. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to sleep on my own tonight. Opportunity. <laughs> it's fine everybody, it's fine. <laughs> Women Today. Don't sit in the slow lane. Join the fast lane right now with Shaw's all new Superfast Plus Broadband. Enjoy more bandwidth, amazing speeds and the best value on the island from just £23.95 per month. So don't be left behind. Get a piece of the high-speed action with Superfast Plus Broadband from Shaw. For details, visit our stores in Douglas, Ramsey and Port Erin or click shaw.com. Love being Shaw. Terms and conditions apply.